said bites. Hello and welcome to Unsound on Sound, the podcast where we are unsound on the subject of sound. I'm your host, James Lowry. Now, I'm decided to produce a series of shorter episodes called Unsound on Sound Bites, because I just want to stick my toe in there, wake it around a little bit, take the temperature of the water. If this is your first listen, time listen. listening to this podcast, well, this is a podcast about contemporary, classical, experimental, basically all the unsound musics. Uh, and if you have always been curious about those things, this podcast is the perfect chance to, you know, stick your toe in the water, wiggle it around a little bit. I'm not here to make some sort of music 101 course for you or anything but if a term comes up that seems overly academic i'll try to explain it and hey if you already know all this stuff well then you get to listen in while i get to explain it incorrectly is it's literally called unsound on sound but hey if you hear me say anything you want to send in a correction, email it to me at unsoundonsound at gmail.com and I will throw it in the garbage. I'll print it off. <laughs> They'll throw it in the garbage. Uh, but I will buy, I will carbon offset. I will, I will carbon offset it because... That's how much I don't care. I don't care so much that I'm working towards carbon neutrality. No, I do care. I do care. I, I care what you think. Honestly, if anything, I care too much. Or at least that's what I said in my job interview. <laughs> I tried so hard not to care that I'm I tried so hard not to care that I'm aiming for carbon neutrality. Now, today's episode starts in the shipping department of Remini Music in 2014. I'm working there, and the other guy who works in this office was a dude by the name of and he still exists. Anyways, this guy would play the craziest shit on the radio, uh, or just bring in these weird CDs. And I really wasn't deep in the world of experimental music yet at this point, so I was regularly going like, what the fuck is that? Anyways, one day he puts on this record by this dude, this Canadian music guy called John Oswald. The name of the record is Plunder Phonics. Plendrophonics is essentially a remix album or project from the 1980s. That was incorrect. Uh, that involved, you know, sampling, as we know it today, taking music from other sources and, and rearrange, rearranging it for new compositional effects. You know, some of it was sort of funny, some of it was just sort of weird or, or musically interesting. His most famous... Uh, one of these tracks is probably 
a remake of Michael Jackson's Bad called Dab. Now I know the kids will like it because it's called Dab. 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 So that's part of Dab. But what I want to focus on are these short tracks he created called Barrelies that I am legally obligated to assume that he called them that because he's sampling Chuck Berry, the beginnings and endings of his songs. Here, let me play one for you now. It's like when I was a kid, I used to watch movies with my friends and we would turn to each other after a character said something benign and just say, wouldn't it be funny if like the, the, the credits rolled right now? And we thought that was hilarious. And you know what? I still do. So here are some examples of other barrelies that I have been making in my spare time. This one is uh, Yellow by Coldplay. the stars look how they shine for you and all the things that you do or I can't fight this feeling by REO Speedwagon Okay, that's not the real ending, but it would be fun if it was. Or Aaron's Party by Aaron Carter. He's a little bit of old school for it. That goes a little something like this. I think it makes me think about form. Now, what do I mean by form? When an unsound musician says form, they're usually referring to one of two things. First is sort of the shape of a piece of music, almost from a quasi-narrative standpoint, you know? Something like we start with a theme, move to a second theme. Ooh, it's getting emotional now. Now it's getting loud, soft, quiet, tense. Ooh, the first theme is back. Oh, we're bringing it all back together. The first and second themes combine, and it's over. But there's a second meaning of form, related, but a little different, I would say, which is that if any kind of music, any genre, anything becomes popular enough 
we we listen to it enough it goes into our bones we have a sense of how long things should go on for what's supposed to come after each other it's not just even in music it's in it's in the tv shows we watch in a sitcom in a movie a marvel movie has to end with a good 45 minutes of awful cgi action these are things we know and what these barelys do is they fuck up the whole thing so that it's just the beginning and the end like you take a nut out of its nut cage and you discard the nut and you're just handing people the shell um um but i think this just awakens the ear to any sort of song in a in a few different ways can have these proportions mucked up in one way or another or be missing a section or have a section displaced and whenever this happens if you got sort of a composer brain like i do or or just a unsound musical training it's you sort of prick your ears up you're like ooh, uh, give me a little give me a little bit more of that. here's an example i want to talk about travis scott's sicko mode one of the weirdest songs to ever go to number one on the Billboard charts. I mean, I don't know that, but I think so. <laughs> the main thing that's weird about this song really is that it has a, quite a few different sections. Now, in hip-hop, generally, once a beat starts, it's going to keep going as a rule. Not always, but as a rule. Now, this song has three or maybe even five different sections in it, but I want to look at the start to start with. So, the song sort of opens up portentously. And at about, you know, the 22nd mark, Drake starts to, like, sing a little bit. He's the feature on this track. He's not Travis Scott, so already there's a little bit of, like, ooh, here's the guest. Guest out front. And when he starts to get going... And rapping, just a little bit, like two bars, the song cuts off and goes off into a completely seemingly unrelated song, where it stays for, like, several minutes. Let me show you. Yeah. Sun is down, freezing cold, that's how we already know. When it's here, my dog will probably do it for Louis Bell. That's just all he know, he don't know nothing else I tried to show him Yeah I tried to show him Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah Gone on you with the pick and roll Younger Flame, he in sickle mode So to me, what's interesting about that is then, because this is pop music, we are we are sort of unsettled by this, and 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 there is a justification later on in the song because Drake does actually get his feature near the end of the track, but when he does, it's also accompanied by another one of these sudden beat changes. But now that sudden beat change, again, to another third beat, is sort of retroactively not only justified, but sort of, sort of, you know, their hand is forced a certain way. 
I mean, I guess they could have gone back to the first beat, but that would have been bad. <laughs> we don't go backwards. We go forwards into our second example. This is from a kind of post vaporwave act called Luxury Elite from their album With Love. This track is called Wave. Now, a lot of what Luxury Elite does is sort of finding short clips to loop over and over again to kind of give you that abandoned mall shopping vibe. But the thing about this track that I find interesting is that a large portion of this 20 second loop is pushing you back towards the beginning of the, the rather short loop. Quite, once again, portentously. This is James editing the episode later. It may in fact also be that the loop is too long. It would be more normal if it was shorter. As a result, there is an imbalance in the loop where the loop seems to be putting too much time and, dare I say it, emotional effort into starting itself again. And it being exactly the same every time gives you a really fucked up effect. So that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope that you take away some new thoughts about form. And if you hear a song that feels weird to you, think about what parts of it are missing. And also check out Plunder Phonics. It is, it's a good project. Speaking of projects, Unsound on Sound is made possible by the Ontario Arts Council's Arts Response Initiative, believe it or not. And you have to believe it. You have to believe in yourself. And you have to believe in me. If you like this podcast, do leave us a positive review. And also, if you have any thoughts, do send them to unsoundonsound at gmail.com. Specifically, if you're looking for advice... I w I'll have an advice section on the page. Seriously, send me a question and I will advise you. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you do get the chance to read a book, don't do it.